tell you about a man that I have met. They call him Captain or Wizard, don't forget. CJ Morgan's his name and he wanted to start a show, so we did. Now you're listening to him on that dang old radio. I'm over it, I'm done. My new exciting fun hobby that blended in with my main hobby. Uh, I'm not doing eBay anymore. Done oh, no, no, no. It sucks. It's annoying. <laughs> Dude, I, at it least... Oh, wow. just as bad as you and Emily were warning me it was going to be. And uh, luckily, I wasn't surprised when it got crappy. Well, it uh, happened instantly, man. The first thing that somebody bid on and it completed the auction, and they were going to seem like they were going to buy it. But no, they're being a jerk. They're being trolly. They're, I don't know. I don't know exactly what's going on. Correct. Yeah. Very, very annoying out of the gate. But so. at least it was the first thing. You didn't have like two sales that were maybe like lesser. And you're like, oh, this is going to be great. And then it hits you at least. Yeah. You know, right. It's, maybe. it's, oh. uh, it's still frustrating and annoying. Sucks. And I think sucks. that's in part because I wasn't looking at it just as a way to make money. It was hobby. It was entertainment. It was something I was excited about doing. And now it's all crapped on. So I moved on to my. Uh, Moved on to another hobby where I can, uh, where I'm more in control of things. Where if people upset me, I can uh, lash out out of my control. I, yes. I lost at poker last night. I oh. got up from the table. I lit a Molotov cocktail and threw it at the table and nice. burned all five of those mean men alive. That's exactly what I would have done. Ran out of the back of the saloon and got on my horse. I stopped by uh, a mail carrier to pay my bounty, went up to the north and started exploring cabins and hunting. Uh, That's life. That is real life, and that is me doing what I should, being out in nature. You're back on Red Dead Redemption, Back aren't on you? Red Dead Redemption, baby. <laughs> back in the real life. No more, no more internet eBay crap. Just me and my horse. I camped, and I crafted things that I ain't never crafted before. Nice. Yeah. So there we like go. Like some moonshine. Take that, Evie. You do need the moonshine to make your incendiary uh, devices. That's correct. So, so when I lose at poker, I just either rob them or I'll burn them all. Uh, so. I like that they don't call them uh, Molotov cocktails yet in the game. Cause, They're you fire know, bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, you know, that phrase doesn't come around. Correct, correct. Even though they do play Texas Hold'em poker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you can't have it all perfect. There's a new Austin, then. Either way, <laughs> buy eBay. Hello, Red Dead Redemption. Beer, but in a can. Shotgunning. Extra pipe to smoke out of that's not an apple. Beer cans uh, provide so many great things. Targets for pellet guns yeah. and more. Today's National Beer Can Appreciation Day. Really? <laughs> where we celebrate when beer was first canned. Uh, okay. Sold in cans, uh, as a matter of fact, which I didn't realize was in 1935. Really? I thought it would have been much older. You think much, so? Much older they, in uh, the current form. So were they just in. in glass bottles or jars? It could have been in like tin cans. I, I don't know. Those early aluminum cans I know were pretty weird until we got basically the current ones, I know. Yeah. Uh, had this weird open top, of maybe a, yeah, yeah, pool thing, um, which you can still find when a lake bed dries out. <laughs> uh, yes. Kruger Brewing Company of Richmond, Virginia, sold the first beer can in America. Wow, uh, made it uh, drinkable just out of that. Uh, weeks before the repeal of prohibition, by the way, uh, was when they did this. It was at four ounces. Four Dude. ounces. The can was not uh, aluminum, but hefty steel. Sure. Uh, opening with you know the old school church key, which is you know kind of similar to what bartenders use now to pop bottles. But right, this right, had, right. A, had a hook on. Look. Similar to what you used to open uh, paint cans. Dude, I wonder if they had some insider info, too. They're like, oh, we hear it's going to be repealed. It's going to be repealed. Let's get on these cans right now. These metal cans that we have to put out there and will last uh, as being smuggled around. And it uh, slowly developed and moved on. 1935 was the cone top. Uh, 63 was when we got the pull tab that you and I Uh, were just uh, kind of talking about. Revolutionized the beer can. Uh, with self-opening cans with pull tabs, so you didn't have to have the church key, a can opener, a knife, yeah. anything like that. Now kids can drink them. Uh, no more sharp edges either. So, yeah, safe uh, for the little ones. Yay. Uh, the pull tabs, however, were very sharp and became a dangerous litter at beaches, par- parks, pools, backyards, all that stuff. Uh, 1975, the state tab, what we know as now the tab that you pop open. Yeah. And it's still attached to the can, which you can flip backwards and shoot at your friends. Oh, yeah. Or used to uh, <laughs> identify as your own. So happy National Beer Can Day. How happy do you observe National it? Beer. Uh, Go chug a beer out of a can. I'm going to do that. Uh, I like 
bottled beer better, but everything certain beer tastes better out of a can. I feel like a can gets colder, and then if yeah. you're drinking like a if you're drinking like a Miller Lite or something, a good lawn mowing beer. You want them in the can, I think. They get a little skunky sometimes in the clear bottles, especially the green ones, of course. Yeah, because the sun gets through and skunks it, and they just just like to leave it like that. But yeah. uh, Some of that skunk is desirable to some people, so I get it. I guess Um, so. Uh, Random uh, side note on uh, National Beer Can Day, which is what we're celebrating. My grandmother gave me a bunch of beer cans, uh, a bunch of old collectible ones, some from Germany, some were like the... 70-something Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl beer can. Cool. Uh, but the really old German ones, you would have to have the church key or, like, the twist thing to open. But during moving at some point, they leaked, they corroded. Oh, man. And uh, I noticed that when I was moving from one spot to another, taking down my, you know, in the garage, you have an area with your, your mini fridge, your yeah. neon signs, your pictures, man. your beer memorabilia. And I, Something weird. I got rid of them all because even the ones that didn't open were rusted at the bottom and all oh. nasty. So You're like, what am I going to do with these? Can't drink them. I might go blind. I can't. Correct, <laughs> yeah. I can't sell them now. They're all ruined. So drink them it and uh, it'll, it'll, uh, it'll, it'll be like cordyceps boo shrooms. Oh, no. Turn me into a zombie mutant. Spooktacular. Look, man, I don't know what it is about me and my fascination with, like, old packaging and cans, but I really like it. And I don't know if it's, it's a similar thing to me with like old Coca-Cola bottles. They just look like almost like medicine bottles and stuff. It's so cool. With a little, Hold up for little, that bumpy shipping. Little cork in it. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I want a corked Coca-Cola bottle, even though I'm not a huge Coca-Cola fan, but there's just something, I don't know, maybe it's the presentation. They should cork Coke more. They should, dude. That would be all, and Have a limited release where you sell like maybe just yeah. one batch of it across the country. Not just go old school and cork Coca-Cola, but uh, have the actual Actual, uh, cocaine in it. Yes, please. Yes, thank yes, you. Absolutely. I hate TikTok skits, except for this one's kind of funny. And now it's time for Emily's social cues. That's where we do it. Social cues, internet things, all here. TikTok skits can be exhausting. They can be cringe. Failed improv kids yeah. finding a new route to fame with their repetitive skits. It's it's one of those things where it worked really well on Vine when you got, what, six seconds to do it? But now that TikTok allows you to have videos up to 10 minutes. Whoa. Oh, that's too much. Yeah, it's it's too much. People go too far. People think they're funny. They're really not. People don't. That's one of the important things about skits and comedy writing is knowing when to end a skit. Exactly. And it seems a lot of these people don't. And one of the ones I really like uh, initially was a YouTuber named like Trevor something, but he Trevor would Trevor Noah? No, no. Oh. Uh, it was he was a uh, you know in the real world past gatekeeping. He was actually on TV. So. I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. Trevor Noah. I, oh, I, the Trevor Noah was. I, I, no, I'm, not Trevor Noah. Not yeah. him at all. Well, I'm separating. He's, an, he's an actual comedian in person. Oh, yeah, I see. Uh, and, as one, <laughs> and as one comedian said in their stand-up, maybe we screwed up, guys. We actually need gatekeepers. The gatekeepers were good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he would have his really funny premises and, like, boom, 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 shoot them all out in, like, 30 seconds. And mm-hmm. then, the, like, the YouTube videos were 10 minutes long, yeah. which I get because it's part of gaming YouTube's algorithm, yeah. but... God damn it. So it's like he it does, the, n- does the skit, wraps it up, and he's like, hey, guys, so here are my thoughts on this, you know, like at the yeah, end yeah. or something. No, not even Please that. like, the share, skit subscribe. Just keep just tell me what you thought. Goddamn going. Yes. <laughs> they don't know how to make a skit and end it. No, they don't. Um, and, yeah, this girl, I think she's really funny because if you can't make a good skit, at least make something that's relatable. And that's I right. hate to be that person that's like, oh, this is funny because I'm like, ha-ha. That's me. Or like, ha ha. That's what a lot of them are doing I now, I've noticed. I know. But this one gets to me. Basically, uh, her TikTok is Madison.Humphrey. And I don't know her backstory. I don't know why she does any of this. But she has a bunch of POV videos. And this one says, POV, the office manager at the apartment complex when they show you around. Okay, so first thing I'm going to show y'all is like our little lounge room. You can come on in here. It's a really nice place just to like forget about your problems and like lounge away and just all that stuff. So now she's like walking and swinging her keys. Christmas tree as well. So this is our spectacular gem, as you'll see. 
And then she gets on the treadmill and she starts uh, walking. Like, and, okay. and it's funny, I as somebody who is almost 25 and I've gone through multiple apartments, I've done so many apartment oh, tours. tours yeah, and it's right. always the same. Yeah. And it, and she looks like it. It's like the skinny white girl with the like curled blonde hair who you go up and you're like, hi, I have an appointment. And they're like, like chewing their gum and yeah. or chewing on snacks. And they go, hold on just one minute. It's the first phase until they get their uh, realtor's license. Exactly. Exactly. That's how and it is. And then the most important part of being a realtor, headshots. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Not selling a house. That's right. No. Not working a client. You're you need a nice business card and you need those headshots, headshots for the business card and a potential like little, you know, so you can tell your friends you're a realtor. Yeah. On a so you can tell your friends, yeah, you're a realtor. You're not a failed sorority girl, no. fraternity guy, Never. slash bartender, slash uh-uh. pyramid uh-uh. supplement seller. You're a realtor, exactly. And I love, I she fits that aesthetic. And instead of just being offended that she looks like. A She's failed sorority girl. It. She makes these little POV skits. Yeah. So it's There's like, this uh, yeah. TikToker named Caitlin O'Reilly who's probably gets a million or so views. So she sort of like bled her way into Instagram and YouTube shorts and things like that. But she does similar things. And I've noticed a lot of other stuff showing my reel from a bunch of way less funny people than these two different accounts. But she does stuff like that. It's basically just characters that you would know in life. And so it's relatable. Yep. It's like, oh, this is your uh, high school bully, like reading, you know, their vows at their wedding. And yes, she's just doing this, like, that's I cute. Her. Oh my God. Like, just the way she's reading Jason, it. She, she does. Thank you so much for loving her. me for Absolutely. all of these years. Yeah. <laughs> my, my two favorites would be this dude that does, uh, he pretends to be a, a, either like someone from a newspaper or a concerned citizen or whatever, but he makes fake Facebook and Twitter pages. So when someone's like, I hate Target, I'm, they went woke, he'll reply as Target customer service, yeah. all snarky, or the city of Los Angeles, or he'll take like a Starbucks logo and change it and then send it as a reporter. Really, really funny. And these are all like a minute long. Another one I like is a uh, woman that does logos, but she does real crappy ones. And recently she did the Microsoft logo and they actually <laughs> made her logo, which is her face. And it's, she's the only person that Microsoft follows. Oh and God. they gave her like a, now she's an influencer for That's them. Cool. And funny. It's really like deadpan. It's, it's very Norm McDonald, what both of them do perfect, uh, perfect. to an extent. So, so some TikTok can be okay. Yes. And that also means maybe we should hop on the skit game. Wait, you have been, haven't you? Yeah, CJ? and they suck. Oh. I mean, mine, I know when to keep them a minute long, but they suck. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We'll help you out. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Right on target. Here. It's, uh, I was about to say weird or wired. That's way later in the day. This is a uh, parent pickup for all the kids, the parents waiting in the line of school, driving home, driving there, driving to practice, whatever you might be doing. We've got this segment for you. Yeah, I was saw this came across my news feed and I thought, well, this is something that parents are into. You might even be able to talk your kids into it. I'm talking probably teenagers, but uh, man, my family. My wife and my kids, they love Target. Boy, do they love Target. Man, they love Target. I do, too. Unfortunately, it's the closest grocery store to where I live. Well, you can get free stuff from Target for reviewing products. Hell yeah. Yeah. I don't know all the details of this. Haven't done it myself, but Target is uh, actually hooked up with a couple of product experience platforms. One's called Sampler. And subscribers get to try different products from brands they've partnered up with. They send you free pop products. They want an honest review. Part of me feels like the show should sign up for this. Yes, I want to review the heap in the hand crap that you get from Chip and Joanne. The they, biggest scam in I don't Texas. Th- I think a lot of it is not going to be like high-selling items that they already know are yeah. good. They have a thing It'll called the, the Target Insider Box. They send it to a reviewer. It contains a bunch of products based on a demographic. And then you answer out a questionnaire and, uh, you know, you, you fill it out, send it back in. Then they have some information they can oh, put on their, their here, site. Here's right? some free up and up soap. Yay. Yeah. They also say, hey, look, you can sign up with Sampler. Maybe at first you're not going to qualify for anything because they're going to want, uh, you know, somebody in this demographic or somebody in this demographic and you don't really match sure. it. Yeah, yeah. So eventually, though, you check back time for time. 
and uh, maybe you can score some stuff. I kind of like this because it may, in the long run, offset your wife's t- Target card expenses. It's just that, well, there's, Target has mastered this thing. I don't know if it's pheromones in the air or whatever, but my, I can't have a family member walk into Target. And not leave with something, something plus. Plus. It's the plus it's at always. Target that has really become the problem because yeah. I'm just getting shampoo that's a lie. No, you're not. It's that damn sales aisle. You just walk right by it. You're like, I'm just going to have a look. There's also Target's <laughs> official product experience platform. It's called Hey Bullseye. Works similarly to, to Sampler. Um, it is harder to get in, though. You have to get invited in. And I don't know exactly how you get invited in, but um, I want to get invited in. I want to yeah. be a Target sampler, but we're not their target demographic. What do you mean? I think we're the grumpy people like, oh, we don't need to put that out of the basket. I think they're looking for uh, Ladies. 25 to 54-year-old uh, women uh, with kids, that, that sort of thing. Yeah, but why wouldn't you want a sample, a sample, a review from a grumpy dad like me who's like, look, here's the deal. Pisses me off that my money goes there, but at least this thing worked and it made me happy. Good point. Okay. You know what I mean? Like there should be a dad to dad platform that Target has, where as a dad I can go there and see, oh, okay, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, go get that thing. That's fine. You know what? Maybe you're right. Whatever gets me free, you think they they do like the toy section? Like I'll get to play with toys? Well, I will say... Maybe. I, I I will say, if you're brave enough, you can get anything at Target for free. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they don't even chase you. Yeah. Uh, my Target is uh, known for a group of people that, I guess, big on the, the streets, the black market of Austin is uh, laundry detergent. Well, that's a long they, time that's been going and on. And they, yeah, it's, it's nothing new. Um, but they will load up baskets and walk right out, and the Target people are like, we're going to go chase them. We're not going to risk our lives right. for for a bunch of laundry detergent. That's so. just a guy who's an official sampler. Yeah, and likes to be clean. <laughs> it takes a lot of guts to run your own show, and he's got plenty of stomach to spare. The C.J. Morgan Show on 101X. Oreos made the most Oreo ever. I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. C.J. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. Man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. CJ is fat. That's right. Oreo's outdone itself with the most Oreo ever, an Oreo Oreo. Now, there have been many flavors to come and go over the years of Oreo. Uh, some of them stuck around. I think the Thin Mint sort of one. Yeah, they still have those Oreo Thins. I think they got Oreo lemon thins, ones. Uh, different flavors mm-hmm. inside, and yeah. they, they've all been pretty good. Double stuffed, one of the more popular yeah. items you see everywhere. Family size for a chunk of monk like me but now they're just straight up just doing oreo oreos which is basically exactly what it sounds little chunks of the chocolate outer shell cookie in the cream in the center at first i liked it uh-huh. and i was like no no that's too much oreo sometimes if you add too much of a delicious flavor you love to something it ruins it think so but these are just chunks of cookie these are just extra things yeah. and oreo is the second best milk soaking cookie in my opinion yeah and i oh, like what's your first uh, uh the girl scout cookie peanut butter wafers okay, the, okay. the ones with peanut butter in the center they soak mm, very they similar so sandwich cookie sandwich cookie yeah. and they don't break apart uh which oreos will occasionally you need a little fork when you're getting your milk yeah and cookies i like the on. fork method uh but yeah this is a cookies and cream oreo essentially right pretty or, much yeah 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 because that's kind of what cookies and cream is, right? It's, it's Oreo and it's some, Just some blend some it cream. up with the cream, yeah. which is a delicious hmm. uh, uh, blast or whatever mm. Sonic has or Dairy Queen's Blizzard's. Love it. Cookies and cream, my second favorite uh, ice cream thing to get behind the Reese's. Mm-hmm. But uh, Oreo is my favorite cookie, again, because one of the best at holding milk. And now I'm thinking these little chunks of Oreo within the cream. Just add an extra device. Yeah, little extra milk pockets Just in there. A milk pocket. Yeah. Precisely. <laughs> that is exactly how I would uh, I would say that. And it's surprising to me that there's so many people out there, uh, my my friends, my fiance included, yeah. that do not dip their Oreos. Really? They might drink milk with it, but to me, milk is the essential. I can't eat Oreos without milk. I can't have milk without Oreos. <laughs> the, the two are symbiotic beings. Oh, they need each other in okay. my belly. Honey, why don't we have milk in the fridge and no Oreos? It's dumb. Set. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I'm excited for the, for the new cookie, which they're going to uh, unveil soon. 
there's something called the Oreoverse, which is an interactive digital oh, world God. where Oreo fans can can play Yay, and something bye. about Martha Stewart being there. But the, the NFT is great. The most important thing about this is we're getting uh, what they're calling the most Oreo of all Oreos ever, which is just that Oreo within an Oreo. It looks fat as hell, dude. Like it's an extra double stuffed one. It does. It looks mm. bigger than the double stuffed. Uh, could just be so like we measured out the size and it's like we literally stuffed a cookie in there and we kept to those dimensions. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. The bits are Give it to uh, me. little, little tiny delicious Oreo bits. Um, yeah, not, not, as, not most... as chunky as I could have them. Right. If I'm going to do some milk pockets, I need them a little more chunky, but True. this still looks good. It but also it's... looks like something a stoner came up with, that they took oh, apart yeah. some Oreos, oh, yeah. put the cream, crunched Oreos, and then rebuilt other Oreos. They Frankenstein their Oreos. That's a good idea, man. That's why you got to hire, hire the, the Zoomers and young people that are still doing drugs, man. you got to get these great ideas from us. Absolutely. Like my sriracha popcorn. Delicious Ooh. when you're intoxicated. Yeah. Not so much when you're not. No? A little too much. Is it? Well, because I would use like the movie theater extra butter popcorn to make it, and you don't need extra crap in no, your popcorn no, no. when it's already flavored. Too much. Take regular popcorn; it tastes fine, but all that—it's too much. It's too extreme. But uh, when do these hit the shelves? No clue. No. No clue. Oh just, man, I thought maybe it was like next month. Dang. This does not uh, say quite yet. It's uh, uh, the limited edition available pre-sale on Oreo.com, though. Okay. Uh, uh, and begin and arriving in stores January 30th. January, uh, there we go. I found Monday, January 30th. So cool, we only cool. have a couple days away. In the meantime, they really want you to to go to the Oreoverse to win money. So is that like I don't the care meta- about that. Is I that their the little s- space in the metaverse? I know people have been setting up stuff in like Roblox. Uh, I guess so. Who was it that did it recently? It was like some Welsh bank or some, some weird bank. <laughs> and I watched a dude play it and it was pretty lame. Oh, look at the Oreo verse. That's trippy. Oh, wow. Uh, we should do the Spinny CJ verse where it's just us eating fat stuff. Oh, yeah. That I'm would down. be very delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, ASMR and mukbang mm-hmm. all in one mm. at the Spencer CJ Oreo verse. What an exciting weekend for sports. Oh, my goodness. For the first time, one of the longest droughts since 1996, the Dallas Cowboys are once again doing what they are. Yeah. As a, did you watch that game, Matt? No, I didn't. I mean, I did keep up with the score by hitting refresh. I, I don't like right. to watch games. I uh, It makes me too frustrated. I get too anxious. There's a whole psychology. And, uh, you know, we told, we've talked before on the show uh, about lost weekends and concepts like that. And I realized at one point in my life, oh, I'm spending every Sunday pouting and feeling disappointed. <laughs> And that's terrible. Uh, and, and Saturdays, too, if you're a Texas fan. Well, that's actually what I meant. <laughs> so I've gotten used to uh, just hitting refresh in an app somewhere. And then I, if it gets kind of good, then I can tune in. Yeah. It's easier for me to deal with stuff like, oh, it's 6 to 6. Oh, it's 9 to 9. Oh, wow. Uh, Dallas has the ball, and there's two minutes left. And they, they just converted a fourth down, and they're headed to where? Oh. Interception. See, that doesn't tell the uh, entire picture of the story. Of course. As a Cowboys Not. fan, I, I would rather have just it been a blowout. But their defense kept it close. It was into the game. It was it was weird to watch because simultaneously the team, the Dallas Cowboys, were executing and doing everything they should in one aspect, while right. everything that could go wrong did Went wrong. Right. Two interceptions from Dak that were very bad. One of them in the red zone. Uh, they had their kicker. Had a blocked extra point. He has missed uh, five, five out points. of six, four in a row last game. But even if it hadn't been blocked, it looked like it was hooking bad. So they then had a choice to kick a field goal or go for it on fourth down, which they did get right before the interception. But that's bad if we have to make those decisions. Then they're running back, Tony Pollard, who's kind of their number two that does amazing things, uh, breaks his foot. They didn't know it was fractured then. Looked Oof. like a roll. Oof. He leaves the game. Uh, they get the chance to come back, drive down field, and then, of course, uh, three and out, punt. They miraculously get the ball back, and then two bad decisions by a tight end. It, it, was, yeah. it was the most uncomfortable bad thing, game. Right? Uh, anyhow, that's the only one you got wrong this week. Dallas Cowboys were your pick to beat the 49ers. Uh, you picked the Cowboys, and four 49ers won by seven, so there we go. Point. That's why CJ. I was paying attention was that I remember for the first time ever what my bets were in sports pick. I was excited because all three of my other picks hit, and I, lo- I was so hoping that I could have gone four for four and really 
crushed my friend. Really stuck it to poor uh, poor CJ. Uh, yeah, you had the Bengals over the Bills. They dominated. Bills Bills did not. I told you I was taking them to win, and you were like, "Oh, you mean just the points?" And I was like, "No, I think the Bengals will win," and they did outright. Uh, you chose two favorites: the Eagles over the Giants. Uh, Eagles uh, seven and a half point favorites, easily. Easily uh, took care of that margin. And then the Chefs versus the Hogwires. Uh, you took the Chiefs in eight and a half. What was that final score, actually? See, I don't know. Oh, crap. That's the thing where, where I, I don't know. I think they only won by seven. This was, might, I didn't know it was eight and a half. It was, this was closer. If, uh, I think it may have only been seven. You think so? Oh, you haven't looked it up yet? No, no, because I just thought they won. You but couldn't I, for, take I forgot the 10 we did the seconds points. it took during the weekend to break that down. No, no, because wow. I was just excited about my Cowboys blowing it. Mainly to have your name removed from the show. Uh, no, you're right. Uh, Chiefs only won by seven, so that is a point, CJ. So we are now. That's really depressing. I thought tied, I was... my friend. Damn, it was too because I was ready to drop some punishment, Plinko, and have some excitement. But now it, it's going to come down to a physical challenge to determine who gets points, who doesn't. Who drops a Plinko chip? Who doesn't? Sports bets tied this week. Uh, Matt getting two correct and two wrong, which means uh, two points for Matt, two points for me. The physical challenge were two points. Yeah, I forgot that uh, you had prepared something. You want us to do a, a, a mutant marathon where two hobbled, broken-ass men, you and I, time each other in a race around our building that has... Two flights of stairs. Right. Uh, one of them very... Both of them are pretty dangerous. That that kind of uh, gone with the wind staircase that's in our lobby, <laughs> uh, that's yeah. the one that someone could fall. That is a good description for it. It's ridiculous. Have you ever touched the side rails? Because I used to slide down those, Zach Morris style. They're, yeah. they're wobbly. Uh, I don't touch them because the sales staff touches those yeah. rails, and oof, you know. The, the sales staff eats a lot of bran yeah, and do does not wash hands. There are people in this building that think you don't have to wash your hands after going to the bathroom. I don't like it. I don't get it. But anyhow, uh, we're going to do the race, I guess. I took my Mexican tram at all, so I'm good to go. Wait. My, my numbness is gone. My back pain, my sciatica, my arthritic hip, not feeling it. Pain pills, doing their thing. I am coming off a weekend of the worst. I'm always embarrassed to say this, except it's... It literally gets worse every time. It's called gout. I have gout. Oh, man. But I always feel like that's something you're supposed to get when you're 70 or something. Is this still your nah. New Orleans gout? Well, it's this thing that won't go away. You know, I have. Uh, it turns out that it's uh, it, there's a hereditary factor, and it turns out that I have four grandparents that all had gout, so I'm doomed. I don't know what's going on. It's the worst uh, flare-up I've ever had. I spent the entire weekend. And when I say entire, I mean all three days. Friday evening, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Oof, rough. In excruciating pain. Oh, it's hard to explain the pain. I will right. say that my wife once was like, you're such a baby about this. And then my mother, who has gout, said, oh, honey. No, turn, turn to my wife at a dinner table and she said, How I've given you? birth and I've had gout. And I would much rather give birth again than never have gout Damn, again. Wow. Which was pretty, it was a pretty solid dunk. I don't know if she meant it or she just felt like, oh, I want to come to my son's rescue here. Either way, it was pretty good on her part. <laughs> uh, yeah, Thanks, so Mama. I can barely walk. I still think we should do the marathon, though. Uh, today? Right now? Well, that's really up to you. I mean, you could really put the stones to me right now by True. saying, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to time it. You're but that's not fun. Instantly going to win. That's not fun. We could put it I mean, off for a day or two, but I will tell you as bad well, as I'm telling is, you, the tortoise and the hare thing, you would be the tortoise. I'd be the hare. It's like, I'm really going to stick it to him, and then I would fall over and hurt myself, and you would just slowly, methodically win. I think we both have to be at our best. Mentally, I'm not there. Physically, you're not there. We need to do this later on. We can, but when you say our best, I feel like... Hobbled and unable to walk is my best. And we have to be blindfolded. <laughs> blindfolded. You got to feel your way around. I'm good. Actually, touching salespeople. Honkers. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> Those are going to be Ed Clements's honkers. Oof, the best. So we should just wait on this, I'm guessing, yeah. right? Oh, okay. yes. All right. Well, oh, no, Ed, we don't need you. Sorry. <laughs> is the future of Rick and Morty in doubt? <laughs> Time for the nerd report. I just wanted to say that, that I'm a nerd. nerd! Uh, breaking news in the cartoon world of Rick and Morty. 
Adult Swim just released a statement via their social media. It says, uh, and I quote, Adult Swim has ended its association with Justin Roiland. Rick and Morty will continue. The talented and dedicated crew are hard at work at season seven. Uh, So Justin Roiland, the creator, the brains, the person behind much Uh, of Rick and Morty. uh, One of the co-creators creators, Dan Harmon. So at least Dan Harmon will be their uh, creator of Community. Uh, he's done uh, some cool Dungeons and Dragons stuff, like show on YouTube and things like that. Um, but also the beguiled or, or embattled Dan Harmon. But uh, explain to us a little bit about Justin Roiland's situation, because I don't think uh, uh, everyone, even myself, before you informed me, knew how far back it went. Right. No, this news came out like it said maybe like. 12 days ago or something and I was like oh man I remember bringing it up in here and we're like okay so he's just been he's just been charged but that doesn't mean he's necessarily guilty but it turns out he wasn't just charged a few weeks ago he was charged back in May of 2020 right as the pandemic and stuff was going off uh, Justin Roiland, star and co-creator of the comedy Rick and Morty charged with felony domestic violence in Orange County California in connection with the 2020 incident uh, he's still going to court. It's still been several years that they've been, you know, sort of inching along. And he pleaded not guilty back in 2020. So that's all that I know here. His lawyer is quoted as saying, we look forward to clearing his name and helping him move forward. So and Adult I'm Swim, pretty sure. Right? I, just, uh, I just I need to double check. Adult Swim already making the decision I to need, cut ties with him. But how yeah, long did they know about I this? I need to double check to make absolute certain that it, that this is the incident that happened in 2020. Uh, I need to make sure again, especially those were broadcasting to the public that uh, incident that occurred. Accurate. That I'm accurate yeah. that he was charged back then. Now, it's very possible that. Uh, Let's see here. Roiland pleaded not guilty to both charges in October 2020. So he pleaded in 2020, which means that the hearings were happening. So for the past three years, you know, give or take, uh, they've been in the trial. uh, And I don't understand why recently they're just deciding to break with him. Maybe more news has come out than in the trial and things like that. So now Adult Swim's had to make a decision. Possibly. It's not Turner Broadcasting anymore. But point being. So, yeah, this uh, is the first time. They've cut ties with him. Yeah, I saw the news and stuff just (laughs) almost two weeks ago, I suppose, if it was 12 days. uh, And I was like, oh, damn, that sucks. And it feels horrible to think, oh, no, you know, somebody that I looked up to as far as art and humor that's the horrible thing to think, like, oh, no, I won't get to see that anymore, as opposed to thinking, oh, there they was, did, there was potentially a victim that yeah. was domestically abused and uh, falsely imprisoned, apparently, uh, as one of the other charges with it. So it's sad that I thought that initially, I feel like, but also the show's going to move on. And they've got, like, up to 10 seasons they've already ordered. I think they're yeah. going to recast, because he does Rick and Morty, so they're going to recast the voices as well. But Interesting. I don't, I don't think we're going to suffer a lot as far as... The creativity is concerned necessarily. Because it's taken on its own life and, and well, it's moving on. And that too. And Dan Harmon is, in my opinion, he's the lead uh, sort of story designing dude who knows the perfect. He's all about the meta sort of story stuff. So a lot of that was influenced by him. So I really don't think it's going to be that great of a loss to the entirety of the show other than, damn, it sucks to know someone I looked up to is potentially it's a, piece a piece of garbage. Yeah, Get your stuff together, yeah. celebs. Even though it does, you know, know, we talked about this off air. It makes you wonder if this is, uh, you know, something that's been there or something that money, fame, does that that change? Or is it just once you're in the public eye, these sort of things become all that more uh, of a big deal, which it should. You know, domestic... Uh, abuse, imprisoning or, yeah. someone like uh, that that needs to be out there. Or does it make your brain problems worse? Because you think, oh, I'm selling, and it says here he's been able to make millions of dollars in the past three years selling some NFT stuff, things like that, all during this trial going on that hadn't been uttered at all by Adult Swim, which I feel a little bit weird disturbed about, yeah. or weird about. But I understand that Rick and Morty is making the millions and millions of dollars. It's really popular. It's so I see why they probably would sit on their hands. And now a new still, game coming out that that high on life game yeah. came out for the Xbox. Yeah. It's just like, oh man, horrible time for this. But it was a horrible time back in 2020 potentially for that victim. So yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad to see also there's a bit of a turnaround in the mentality of us as fans. Uh, I noticed this in the sports world. Uh, you know, back in when Ray Rice had his. Uh, uh, domestic uh, abuse or disturbance. I forget exactly what yeah, it was. Yeah, he, yeah. he beat a woman in an elevator, his girlfriend. Right. And 
Back then, fans were kind of like, well, man, that sucks. He was my favorite running back. That's not fair. But I think now we're, we're hopefully starting to turn to where yeah. you're realizing that someone in this situation is a victim, not you because you're a fan of so-and-so yeah. who has some sort of talent or gift like that. Now, a wise person once told me the initial instinctual thought that you have is just your instinctual thought. The thought that comes after that, the thought that you're trying to correct and be better about, which is essentially what we discussed, that's who you're becoming and want to be. So my initial thought, just to roll, I don't know that sucks, but I also think after, you know what, if he's guilty, then he's guilty. Screw him. Austin's number one beef, baby. The CJ Morning Show on 101X. Not to kink shame, but uh, let's talk about those foot fetish people. It's the leftovers. Emily expands upon things from the morning X or brings it in new. She wasn't able to really get in deep, feet down into the the depth of this whole thing. And if you listen to the show for long, uh, even some of our reruns, you know that Emily has a foot fetish. We've discussed it at length before. (laughs) What? Like Cara Delevingne. You no. do. Just no. admit it. You want us to all go get manicures so you can look at our feet. Oh, I do pedicures. want you guys to get pedicures. Well, I think yeah. it's because she might care a little bit about us as friends. And, and your health. She wants to see your Foot health. And also, Maybe. I want you know your fiancé to be able to stand looking at your feet, too. I got a toe that is bent. Oh, God. And I showed it to her, oh, and she's God. like, yeah, honey, you don't have good feet. And I'm like, what? See, and if you got more pedicures, then you'd have better feet. But, you know. You can't unbend a toe. You, you don't know what those ladies can do over <laughs> at the salon, yeah, okay? Pop, They're pretty don't. talented. I don't Yes. I Tell do us not about have, your latest turn on. I do, no, I do not have a foot fetish, and that is okay if you do out there. I am not kink shaming. What I have a problem with is specifically the foot fetish people. They're very, very pushy about it. I don't understand you that. Know? Now, for a while, it took. I was like, why do people have foot fetishes? It's mm-hmm. apparently the most popular fetish. Oh, and I totally. think I mentioned last time we brought it up. There's a center in your brain that uh, identifies things mm-hmm. and the one that's closest to like genitalia is also one that identifies foot something like that so like they can get sort of crossed yeah. I mean and I was like yeah. oh cool it's that simple now it's kind of lame to there's know also that, but. Yeah. the thing where young man discovers scent of mother's shoes kind of thing Ew. perhaps uh, it's the, a psychological thing but sometimes fetishes like in this instance just come out of nowhere yeah yeah <laughs> and feet have uh, a lot of nerve endings too so as a person yeah. with oh, a yeah. foot you might like your foot yeah, rubbed or someone your, who's your gone to licked. get a petty would know. Oh, I laugh every yeah. time. I'm so tickled. Oh, gosh, um, why did I admit that on the internet? Nobody come no, for my feet out gross. here. Nobody come for my feet. Oh, no, but yeah, I will see comments sometimes on a nice lady's picture, and mm-hmm. they'll be like, girls, what size shoes you wear or something yeah. lame. Girl, show me them toes. And, and I'm yeah. like, you think bro, it's a joke, up. but yes. it's not. No, and that's the thing. It's like, I don't care if you have a foot fetish. I don't care if you have a fetish in anything, as long be as tactful. it's not illegal and like bad. Um, but the thing, yeah, that's the thing is don't be pushy about it. And my mm-hmm. first example is, so I have a friend, um, her name is Ember and she is recently trans. Okay. And so there was somebody from her high school that reached out and was kind of like asking about it. It was just some dude yeah. that like, she's like barely talked to. And basically he was like, okay. Oh, keep being true to you. Like uh. you're doing a great job. And she was like, cool. Thank you so much. And then he goes, so laying the groundwork to get to, to get to, I'm doing my best to embrace my foot fetish more and getting the stigma away from it. Yes. And she was just like, oh, okay, well, you know, it's, pretend, it's, uh... it's honestly not that weird. I've seen some stranger things. And then he transitions from going to that to saying, I'm hoping that the stigma goes away. If you ever feel like showing off yours, I'd be down. Or you could on Twitter. And they Ugh. just responded, bruh, LMAO. Yeah, yeah. bro, don't pretend that no, someone's that you care about identity my is the same thing as your fetish. Sorry. No, be well, like, I'll, oh my gosh, I've been the trying to come out it. about my foot Literally fetish. just wanted to see some feet and set up this, wrapped it in candy and set it up as just like, oh, I'm so proud of you doing great. And then, right? wow. That's even worse than just the random comments. Let me see them feet. I'm going to kiss them. Yeah, no. That was manipulative. It's, it's weird. And then this reminded me of I have a story of somebody who had a foot fetish who was just like very like aggressive about it. And this is even grosser because I was younger. And so I guess this kid like was starting to realize his foot fetish pretty young too. But we went to summer camp together. We exchanged numbers and we were texting on our little flip phones. That's I was pretty young. And he go he I remember him being like, oh, like this is so gross. He's like, oh, like, what color do you paint your toes? And, like, just, like, weird things like that. Even as a child, I thought, Mm. hmm, that's odd. So I kind of stopped talking to him. And then (laughs) flash forward to high school era. He goes to a different high school of mine. 
And somebody uh, completely did not go to this this summer camp with me, had no idea about his younger escapades. We passed by his house and they pointed it out and goes, oh, that's the guy with the foot fetish. Uh-huh. And he was like on the football team. Like everyone at the school knew Training him. Training to be a podiatrist. So then flash forward to I go to college sure. and I visit a friend. I actually visit my ex-boyfriend at A&M and we're on the bus to get to campus and the guy with the foot fetish from middle school and high school was on the bus and uh, I pointed at him to my ex and I was like, hey, I know that guy. And he turns around and he goes, oh, you mean the guy with the foot fetish? So even in college, this poor kid was so obvious about it that, that he went weird. from people in middle school knowing, people in high school knowing, and then being known as the guy with the foot fetish in college. Well, it like, sounds oh. like an obsession more than just a regular yeah. fetish. Yeah. And it seems like if it. people are talking about him like in that manner that he's... Uh, capital C consent is the entire thing, and it seems yeah. like this is a person that grifts or sniffs or tricks, tricks their way mm-hmm. into the thing because it, it seems like most people are, are talking. It's not that they're kink-shaming him for his fetish. They're talking down to him because he seems because he's like he, so he's so aggressive about he's it. He's approaching it in a creepy yeah. way. That's that's the whole thing. But anyways, so if anybody wants to send me feet pics, it's at Earth Toast on Twitter. Hell yeah, we'll post them at one right For Tec- free. Text <laughs> your feet to M eight three five one zero one five. Don't panic, ladies and gentlemen. It's not good. It's not exciting. But we are closer to our end. As a result of the Soviet activity, the watchdog group of nuclear scientists moved the doomsday clock up to five minutes until midnight. Destruction by nuclear war. Oh, no! Don't worry, that wasn't the news. That was the watchmen, and they were five minutes uh, to midnight right there. But, Spencer, we're not five minutes to midnight. I wish we were. We are now uh, 90 seconds to midnight. Yes. Over uh, Russia's veiled threats of nuclear warfare, which is very depressing and sad. But, damn it, I feel like everything is so bad, depressing, and sad that this just, just like, in the past, this would freak you out. Yeah, absolutely. And now it's like, oh, okay, whatever. It should. But uh, we're also, people like us, or people that have to look at the news sort of for show things, you know what I mean? We're always having to see this crap. And we're also on the internet. So a lot of us get to expose to a lot of the sad stuff that normally you could just easily ignore on your local news in the evening. I think also in the past... So of course it feels that way. Our parents and maybe grandparents, while they were in school, would have to do... We did tornado drills and stuff like that. They would have to do nuclear attack drills where they'd crawl under their desk and bomb sirens would go off. Kids these days have to worry with live shooter drills. Yeah. So I think they have much more to be frightened about than the uh, doomsday clock, which again was uh, created during the Cold War. It's essentially a countdown to the annihilation of the world yeah. due to atomic war, and apparently they are worried now that Russia is on nuclear brinksmanship uh, with its war, uh, with the war, with yeah. with their Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what the hell I'm trying to say? Sorry, I found uh, it in 45. I thought you said 60s. So uh, 1945 was This is the closest it has ever been to midnight. Yeah. They say the world is facing a gathering storm of extinction-level consequences exacerbated by the invasion of Ukraine by Russia, and that explains the latest advance in the <laughs> clock, and so yeah. we need to be careful. And I also noticed that the past two years, we've actually been 100 seconds close, so we literally just moved ah! closer 10 seconds. 10 seconds up. But that's still not good. It's never good when you're advancing closer to the you know the midnight, when the, the clock strikes midnight. It's yeah. obviously it's our doom, I and guess. What, and what's Jeez. frightening is not the... Obviously, the the all-out nuclear war that we worked to prevent with a mutual threat or a mutual self dis- mutual threat of self assured self assured destruction. Can't talk today because I'm so scared. I'm scared uh, but too. But now there's a lot more smaller level. I guess you could call them tactical nukes that can devastate right. uh, a certain area. But the problem with that is then what it does to the environment. Not to mention that the Ukraine specifically that we're speaking about is is kind of a breadbasket of Central Europe and, yeah. and the steppe area and just the long-term consequences that could have on, on humanity when something like that goes down. And it's frightening. It is scary. Even South Africa recently came out saying they sort of 
more or less, you know, support uh, Russia, even though they initially, you know, about a year ago when this started, were like, nah, man, get that out of here. <laughs> and it's that. a complicated uh, so scenario. It's, you know, it really is, because there's been a lot of different Western UN intervention. You have a lot of uh, people who live in the Crimea in the area where a lot of this started years ago that want to be Russian citizens. It's just... The Baltic's a nightmare. What's that? What's that really good word? Cluster F. It's a cluster it's a, F. It's a frightening cluster F, and let's hope that it doesn't lead us to uh, nuclear extinction because we we ain't got Doctor Manhattan to help us out. <laughs> no, he's, he's on Mars. <laughs> he's gone. He didn't care. He would have abandoned us long ago anyway. Sadly, he would have. Back in the eighties, when Watchmen took place. Where's Where's Eternal Richard Nixon when we need him? Let's know things. Yay. Did you know Americans spend almost $100 billion a year on the lottery, uh, which wow. is more than we spend on books, movies, uh, music, video games, and tickets to sporting events combined? Lotto is a big thing. And if you've ever gone to my uh, favorite gas station in Taquiera, you'll know the same thing. Uh, Taquiera? Taquiera. Taquiera. You got it. That better. I, I was doing the Peruvian accent on it because that's it's a Peruvian market. So shut up, Matt. You're you're dumb, not me. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> it's a it's a check cashing place also. Oh nice. And so on Fridays when I go to get my beer, my snacks, I'll even get a lotto ticket too. You have a lot of people cash their checks, go straight. And dude, the, the tickets are baby. It's not like a dollar or five dollar scratch outs like it used to be. Twenty's the cheapest. Yeah, they go up. And the only it thing that bothers me is the etiquette. When you were when you buy your ticket and you're scratching off, get the f out of line. Get out of the line. I hate when they stand there and they scratch and they and keep then they buying buy another. more. Get out of the line and let everyone else go. Yeah, I don't mind you buying your ticket. I'm don't trying to you. buy a can of SpaghettiOs so I can go home and I'm drink, hungry and drink sad. it. Me too. And you know what? Uh, I'm even more sad because all they have is gas station Parmesan cheese, which is all crispy and mainly uh, sawdust. It's not fun. Get out of line when you're buying your ticket. It's an ass move. Matt, did you know? Did you know uh, you lose a large percentage of your taste buds when you're on an airplane? Don't ask me why. I don't have the answer. But it has a little, but that kind Air of pressure, your nose, your probably some, something like that with the way that the, you're in that fuselage. But huh. it explains a little bit why we complain about airplane food. What's with the airplane food? Am I it's right? It's actually not going to taste that great to you because you have lost a percentage of your taste buds that are oh. not working while you are in the air i almost call it space but i realize you're not in space you're but you're well might as well be open space i guess but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah which reminds uh, me of something did you know if you cry in space it freezes and you're dead with a little call back to yesterday do you know in space no one can hear you cry no it's a vacuum uh, Spencer, give us uh, some cherry oh. did you know did you know the face of cpr dolls is based off an unknown French girl who likely committed suicide in the 19th century. Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's uplifting. Yeah, Sorry about oh that one. Goodness. Whew. Let me see if there's anything. Uh, so, okay, well, here we here we go. This is this is fun. And as you know, we don't look further into these. We just no. have to assume they're true. <laughs> Did you know? Uh, this is a fun law. We got a lot of dumb laws in the books, archaic things that haven't been worked through. Sometimes they just stack laws on laws. But in Connecticut. Did you know there's a regulation that says a pickle has to be able to bounce to to be legally classified as a pickle? Oh, well, they don't like wow. soft pickles, I guess. So yeah. not just uh, the dilling, all that process. It has to go pop, which makes sense because a good crisp, like just fresh, great pickle does seem like it'd be able to bounce. The yeah. pickle bounce. Yeah, kind of okay. like batteries. You can't tell. If That's a good punishment. <laughs> That's a good physical challenge, man. I have to do a pickle bounce. You try to bounce it like uh, bounce a pickle like into quarters? someone's mouth. Yeah, like quarters. I'm tired. They can try to bounce it into a shot glass would be incredible. No, each other's mouths. Okay, well, we but, can keep having this argument if you want to. Do you remember when we tried to catch pickles and hot dogs in our mouths and how long that took? Yeah, yeah. and how gross the studio got and smelly. Yeah. yeah. Finally, It'll did work. you know? Uh, although it may sound counterintuitive, your small intestine is actually the largest internal organ in. Your body, and because of because its elasticity, stretch it out. Because of its elasticity, did you know that your small intestine, if you continue to pull it, could stretch almost two thirds around the planet? 
that makes sense when my tummy feels full of dew all the yeah, time. I made it's, that last part up. It wouldn't go no, that long there's, at there, all. I've heard something about no, that. No, it would yeah. not even come close to no. that. That would not wouldn't yeah, even would come close. I don't think you could even stretch yeah. my gut from here to downtown. I've seen your gut. I got a lot I've, of gut, too. <laughs> I don't think I can get it downtown. We'll find out. What is your biggest driving pet peeve? We have the answer. How are we supposed to make money on the internet? The internet? That thing's still around. How do other people make money on the internet? We'd have to put something up on the internet that everyone would find fascinating. Wait, I've got it. Computer load up celery man, please. Yes. Clickbait Corner, we dive deep into the mysteries of BuzzFeed topics and those dumb lists and get right to it. This actually comes from the source. This is clickbait where all clickbait starts. Reddit. Yay. No, uh, you'll I see love that. You'll see a Reddit thought starter that asks these sort of questions, and then yeah. BuzzFeed, our author, will steal it or pick it up, and Redditors get so mad because it's their right. original thoughts and comments, and it's like, no, it's not. You guys stole us from Facebook. Yeah. Probably, Red- yeah Reddit yeah. steals from social media, then it gets packaged and put on clickbait. Don't 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 lie to me, Redditors. Your, your entire thing is just making comments. You're not... You're not as creative as you think you are. Be careful what you say. Those Redditors already hate all of us out there. They do, but uh, it's 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 warranted because radio people just steal their crap. That's also but true. But we're in a meta way stealing their crap. Also, you know what? Screw Redditors. Every time I've made the front page of Reddit, not just Reddit Austin, the front page of Reddit, guess how I've done it? How? Have I posted my own thing to Reddit? No. It's been stolen. My content. Your and you content? know how I know it's my content? Because I save all my PSD files, Photoshop files. I made the damn thing. This is the second day in a row of me being angry at the I internet. Know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Are you good? You it good? sounds like you Just don't know how to do the internet well. I, I do the internet fine because, again, I don't do it for fame. I think of something that I think is <laughs> okay. funny or dumb. I uh, post it. Mm-hmm. I create it. I post it. You're not and there. What happens there? You, if you watermark stuff, that's lame as hell. Especially if it's not yours, but watermarking is corny. Don't. Uh, hey, at least they get credit, though. Right. Mm. <laughs> credit doesn't mean the thing anything. You're just complaining about. It. I get it. So the dude that did the whole thing in Philly, where he ate a chicken every day, even after he started going viral, he had all the credit in the world. People knew it was. He still wasn't picking up followers in Steam. Like it didn't really. He people were were looking and retweeting and liking, but it didn't get him followers. It didn't get him money. Now it's starting to turn a little bit because he's going on the news. Anyhow, this is not about that. This is about other pet peeves. Driving pet peeves. Thank you. Uh, directly from the source, from Reddit, uh, from a post asking about that sort of thing. And I will say my pet peeves are many. But what I've realized to do yes. is to check myself in the sense of like, CJ, are you mad because your ego is hurt? Did this person, <laughs> like, no, I'm serious. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Did this person cutting you off uh-huh. Put you in physical danger, or are you upset because they're He's now going to beat first. you to the light and yeah. go there first? Because I have this whole thing that pisses my fiance off, where I believe in like butterfly effect chain of stuff. To where if this had happened, I wouldn't have done this, mm. or if this has happened, a rock wouldn't hit my where I would have blah blah blah. Right? It's crap. I've learned. Is it ego, or are you actually in danger? Same thing with ego when people are doing stuff. I'm like, they're scamming the system. They're cutting the line. Yeah. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. It doesn't affect you, dude. Oh, uh, they're getting way more likes on this Twitter post than mine. Ah. It's, I, it doesn't I, matter. Again, I don't just care an about ego that. Thing. I don't care yeah. if it's more than me. I only care about crap being crap and called for crap. If you're That's dummy crap. and you like dumb stuff <laughs> and your audience is dumb... Okay, what are the biggest pet peeves? I don't care. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm uh, getting pet peeved myself, CJ. Uh, not You're accelerating, not accelerating up to the on ramp. Uh, not just a uh, pet peeve, but that is actually dangerous because yeah, the on ramp is made to blend and get in with the speed yeah, of that traffic. Me. That annoys me constantly, especially if they're going uphill slightly. It's just like, dude, don't do it. Or lassie. Uh, people whoever. holding everyone up, trying to make a left turn um, where it's borderline impossible. That does suck. There are a lot of uh, streets in Austin where they don't have that lane. Yeah. Very, very annoying. But again, not a danger, just an inconvenience. Uh, people pulling out right in front of you when there's a large gap of no traffic right behind you. Right. I hate that. Annoying. Happens to me a yeah. lot right here when I'm driving him to work. The access road right in front of the building here. Our drive to work is the gauntlet. It is one of the worst. It yeah. is frustrating. It is deadly. 
And I, I was hate like, it. what were you thinking, man? I'm going 50. I think the speed limit's 55. And it's like, yeah. I just pulled right out in front of me. I had to slam on my brakes. I even honked. No, I had people the nerve are ridiculous. To be like, uh-uh. It's a nightmare over here. You know what I do? You don't flip people off. I didn't. Don't tell no. Gaddy. You give them. them the Matumbo finger wag. The Matumbo finger. Aorta. It really messes with people's heads. Uh, driving with your high beams on in traffic. High oh. beams are very Dude, why is distracting. Doing that? Dangerous. Why? Well, it's not just people are doing it. It's the new LED lights, they especially suck. on SUVs, are just. Brighter. They're just so yeah. bright. They're so bright that they'll reflect off of your rear view mirror and completely turn my uh, car into a disco ball inside. It's, <laughs> it's awful. It sucks. It's terrible. Uh, this one really does piss me off and uh, it does make me aggressive when people toss trash, especially cigarette butts, out of their car. Me too. Yeah. Uh, that Why would you do I that? I will follow people and take pictures and video and flip them off well, and yell at them okay, when they do that. don't do that. I will, that. That'll road rage. Well, man, at least with the cigarette one, that could be a much bigger hazard where you could literally burn people's homes you down. You could set you know fire. I mean? yes. so you dry could blow out, someone's it, car up. Right. It's it's just very dangerous. Now, fortunately, a lot of them are on the access road, so it just burns up a lot of the patches of grass. Yeah. But still, it's dangerous. You're uh, selfish jerk. Another one, the the zipper merge. Everything about the zipper merge is stressful, but it's one at a time. It's one yeah. and one. One and one. Yeah. Everyone, it's a very simple concept that you people allow, don't get. You allow one person in front of you, uh-huh. and then you close the gap. Yep. The person you close that you. goddamn gap. Yep. Yeah person behind you lets one in, but it doesn't happen. You have cheaters that try to move up to the front, even oh, when yeah. the lane's closing. Yeah. But no, no, no. You, you don't let them in. Look, man, I get it. Or eventually you do, because overall you're causing a problem by not letting them in, so sometimes you have to let the sometimes cheaters in. Sometimes you have to l- uh, let your ego go and let them in. Let them in. Also, don't be the loosey-goosey idiot that just lets everyone cut in front of you. Oh, that too. One in, one out. One in, one out. Don't be the a-hole that doesn't let anyone in. Okay? Yeah. That's the zipper is one at a time. One, 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 one. Do Just that. Just like the Christians want it to be. Exactly. One at a time. So be nice in traffic and like my crap on Twitter and I'll be less pissy tomorrow. I disagree. Right. I disagree. <laughs> Speak the truth. Microsoft is failing. Microsoft is taking off. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Is it weird? Is it wired? This is kind of sort of our tech segment, I guess. Right, Matt Bearden? Yeah, right at the beginning, or at the end of last week, a little bit on the weekend, they were talking about it. You know, uh, they're starting to hear about all these tech layoffs. People are saying, oh, they brought on too many workers. Oh, we're getting ready to have a recession. Hot off the heels of Microsoft saying, hey, we're going to lay off 10,000 employees. 10,000 employees. Uh, the rumors have come out. Basically, they're getting ready to spend $10 billion in investment into OpenAI, the artificial intelligence company behind things like um, oh, uh, that uh, chat GPT yeah. that we've always been talking about. Yeah, we about. did that on air, and I keep getting spam emails. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, uh, the photos. You know, the silly, silly Lenza goose. or whatever that did. was, or just the... Uh... CJ on heroin. <laughs> Oh. At a duck park. Uh, also, the recent one we did with uh, you, where you upload 30 of your photos and it gives you 10 profile pictures. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a lot of different stuff. Point well, B. there's a lot of these things where, hey, you can upload your photo and then I'll send you back 100 photos uh, art, art, artsy of your face. And I see those things as like, okay, that's going to have a moment. It'll blip, but then people will get bored of but it. But the copywriting actually takes jobs. No, that's not where I'm going at all. But thank you. Robots. No, that's not where I'm going at all. What I am going for is if you think that that's getting ready to happen with OpenAI, well, think again. Because they're getting ready to get rolled into all of Microsoft's tech. And with that kind of footprint, they're not going away. They're not going away at all. In fact, when you think of Microsoft, you might think of it, oh, they're the company that works all the stuff that I have to work on through my office or whatever. But when you think of something like um, something like Microsoft Word, imagine having Chat GPT automatically integrated into Microsoft Word. Mm. You just put a filter there uh, uh, or a, a prompt. It. it gives you your whole document, and then you go through editing. I mean, it's just right there. You don't have to make any steps. <sighs> Clippy's going to be way more annoying now. Clippy's going to be way more annoying. Would you like me to help you finish your lame-ass story and make it interesting, CJ? <laughs> but it also <laughs> may cool. be where a lot of these layoffs are coming from, is if they're realizing, well, a lot of the stuff that we create in-house, 
We won't need Social to anymore. media, for one. Uh, yeah. Generic, a lot of, not the legal term, well, even though that's copy-paste, but a lot of just the generic things on websites, the frequently asked questions, the stuff that we pay copywriters to do. It's all gone. You don't need. And you said, well, not about lawyers. Absolutely. Tons of stuff that lawyers will do right now. Right. Those jobs are going to be contracted as well. It's a robot. Like paralegals, maybe not them, but like they're, you know, receptionists and stuff doing like filing and cataloging, I would assume, just some of the data entry stuff. It has been kind of trendy over the last 10 years for people to, Oof. I don't know, dunk on people that were, I don't know, in the rural world or maybe that worked yeah. in the mechanical world where they were like, well, learn to code. You better learn to code. Um, you might want to learn how to swing a hammer again because because I think we are headed. Absolutely. Dude. I'm back again. This I was, is kind of an aside, but I don't know if you saw a recent footage of that Boston Dynamics robot that can like jump yeah, I did. and throw stuff. It was on a fake construction site, the right. guy, but he jumped up on some stuff and then he did like a little somersault type thing off <laughs> He looks like a, it was insane, man. So those well, robots are coming for your factory jobs, too. Learn to swing too. a hammer at a robot successfully. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Yeah, because yeah. it, it doesn't work. I, I learned to code, actually. I was told, learn to code, learn to code, instead of learning how to weld. And I learned to code Flash the year that HTML5 <laughs> took over. And I, if you need Flash for your website, let me know. I can do that. Okay, but, I'll call 1998 and okay, see if thank, you thank <laughs> Austin's own Lego man. The CJ Morgan Show on 101X.